at SAFM Radio and at Mesh Constant on SAFM. 20 to 9, you're with SAFM. Don't forget, after 9 o'clock, our guest presenter is DJ Zintle. We're going to go to our books feature, though, and uh, I've asked Zai to uh, give us a review of this particular book. It certainly focuses on, on rugby, on powerlifting, water polo. The list goes on. The man is Sean Fuchs. He's the author of Fuchs, a story of pride, respect, and leadership. And uh, Zai, I'm handing it over to you. <laughs> you, know, you know, Michelle, if you had to ask people uh, who some of the greatest influences in their lives were, and one of the ones that will come up right on top is a teacher, educator, who later in life becomes your friend, your mentor. And I think this book just resonated so well with me. And on that note, we'd like to welcome Sean to the Jet Set Breakfast Show. Good morning. Morning, Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Sean. First of all, reading your book was so much fun. You know, I'm a Durban girl. I couldn't get to the beach. And sitting there looking and laughing at the references you make about Durban and going down there for the (laughs) holidays. And, you know, the teachers, of course, you know, who played a huge role in my development now. You, uh, an educator who clearly has a love for teaching, a passion for, you know, sport as well. But I always looked at every part in your book. You always had a side hustle. I am intrigued. Thank you. I um, First of all, I'm delighted you read it because I've done so many interviews where people literally just took the press, you know, the media statement. And I'm like, you haven't even got into it. So just your introduction is a clear indication that you've read it. So I'm delighted, first of all, and I'm so pleased you enjoyed it. And, and, and thank you. Um, yeah, I, I think the, the, the entrepreneurship sort of was always there, right from a small kid sort of in the 70s growing up with my brother and my father uh, on a plot in North Riding had some tunnels where they made tomatoes. <laughs> where he, he sort of grew tomatoes and I took the leftovers and had a little stall outside on the main road uh, and and then sold them. I mean, I think I was was about six or seven years old at that point. So that has always been a thread there besides being a teacher. And, and, you know, we love entrepreneurship here on the show. In fact, we reward it constantly. But, you you know, a teacher for me throughout my, you know, my life has always played a huge role. And there's so much of challenges that's currently going now in the teaching fraternity, even though there's a call for more teachers. What, in your opinion, makes a really great teacher? You, you know, if, if I can go back a little bit, writing the book was, uh, I wanted to put the book out because I wanted good stories to go out. There was so much negativity, particularly in education, um, and I just felt we needed to put out some good stories. And, and I referred to the, 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 the easy one, sadly, of Parktown Boys High School, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I really wanted to get some positive stories out. What's been unbelievable is the number of my past students who bought the book around the world. Yesterday morning, I had a chat with one of my students who's uh, teaching English at the moment in Japan. Last night with uh, one of the students who lives in Canada. So this book has gone around the world, and the feedback that has come back is is so humbling. You, because as a teacher, you just get on and you do your job. You mm. teach. That's what you do. It's kind of it's an intrinsic sort of thing that we you know that's what we expect it to do. Or that's what we do, and and you don't realize the impact that you have. 
And again, your introduction was spot on because you said, you know, someone who's influenced your life was probably a teacher. And I mean, mm-hmm. when I was still managing director of a group of schools, the, the, whether it was the corporate schools or Redham House schools, I, I always used to say at the induction to the teachers, the new teachers joining our group uh, of schools, you know, think of someone that influenced you, your life, had a massive influence on your life. And nine out of 10, if not 10 out of 10, that's a teacher. Mm. How long does it take you to write this book? Because it must—it was quite a journey. Your life is laid bare. Yeah, it is. Again, I wanted to do something that was quite transparent and quite open because you know we're at a point in society where where it, you know society is not just um, about sort of. Um, what's the right description? I mean, uh, our society is about inclusion, isn't it? Mm. It's about diversity. It makes up this huge sort of um, a bowl of different people, different colors, different types. Mm. And I think that's what I wanted to put out, that it's not about stereotypes. You can do anything, you can be anything, but at the end of the day, you're still a human being, and that's what we need to respect each other for. Now, was there a hard part, or what was the hardest part? if there was one for you to write this book? Probably the last two chapters. So I think uh, the, the, the second last chapter of my godson, uh, Carl, uh, who for his 16th birthday, we'd given him uh, a scooter and in July of 2014. And three months later, he was killed on that scooter and uh, having to literally... He was also a student of mine when I was still a headmaster at the school. So that was in the October school holiday and having to go to school the following week and announce this to the school at the same time we'd had the passing of a former music teacher. So I had to do this in the assembly with the, um, you know, announce Carl's passing as well as the teacher's passing, you know, and give the teacher the respect. But at the same time, this was my godson who we'd given the scooter to I accepted the fact that it wasn't my fault. Of course, there's so many variables, but that was a, that, that was huge. And every time I wrote that, every time I proofread that chapter, I mean, I got so emotional. And even now, if I read that chapter, it was an incredibly hard-hitting chapter. But it was so important for me to write that because it was it was again about teachers who who, who will face loss um, in their school of students who pass, um, families, parents. Um, it doesn't, you know, students who would face that. So for me, I wanted them to be able to take something away from that. Um, and, 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 and so that was probably the hardest. And then, yes, when I stood down as, as headmaster of the school, kind of driving out the school, uh, the, the, the assembly, there was about 800 people there, the tributes, uh, you know, you, you don't expect it. Uh, again, I say as a teacher, you don't expect that kind of thing. It just, you're just doing your job. You're just doing what you love. But to get that affirmation and that love and that respect was unbelievable. So those last two chapters, every time I, I read them or proof read them, I would always be emotional and I'd kind of sit at my desk weeping or wiping away tears. Uh, that, was, that was really tough. Thank you for sharing, Sean. I mean, listen, I know besides yourself, you must have a favorite author. <laughs> Is there anyone you'd like to put on, you know, um, on air that we could also perhaps, you know, expound on? You know, you know I'm, going to, I'm going to 
admit something. When I when I decided to write the book, a very good friend of mine who I speak about in the book, she was one of my deputies at the time and also an English teacher, Rose Morris, and she said, she said to me, Fox, how many books have you read? <laughs> and I said, well, I, ha- I haven't read too many lately. You know, when I did my master's degree, I had to read. But no, I haven't. She said, that's exactly my point. So you need to write it so that everyone will be able to read it. People like you will read it. So tragically, I, I probably haven't read as many as I should have, except my book. But okay. w- what I did, w- what I can say is that I love being a history teacher. I love the book um, from Winston Churchill's niece who wrote Travels with Winston. So that I really enjoyed. Uh-huh. Oh, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. That's lovely. And always love your honesty. Thank you so much. That's Sean yeah. Fuchs. <laughs> Sean, I'm going to jump in as a closer. I'm, I'm listening to you, and it sounds like an extraordinary book, and I'm delighted uh, that Zaya has able, been able to uh, read it and review it. Um, your positivity is, is, is quite present. It's even present on air, which is a wonderful thing. And I'm just interested to know, as we move through this COVID period, how are you managing to sustain your own positivity and perhaps that of others who are around you? I've always worked on, on, on the premise of if, if you can't change it, you need to deal with it and you need to maximize whatever you can get out of it. And that's the reality. And I think it is where we are right now, uh, and certainly in education. And I love that young lady that you had on a little bit earlier um, with her initiative in terms of the food and her comment of wanting to go back to school. She's 100% right. And in fact, what, you know, in, in in, in terms of education, what I do want to say is actually survey the kids. Don't survey the teachers or the union. Survey the kids. Let them tell you what they, whether or not they actually want to go back to school because they will know. Um, and I think that, that to me would be kind of a, a comment on the positivity. Wow. There's a thought for you. Survey the kids instead of uh, the teachers themselves. Sean Fuchs is the author of Fush, a story of pride, respect and leadership. And Zai Khan was our book reviewer of the day. Zai, I think you just loved it because it was about Durban, our hometown. (laughs) It took me back. It took us back.